everyone thanks for joining the uh, unknown games podcast this week the struggle is real everyone you can hear it in my voice it's very real and this is the long cast everybody we're going into some deep issues about living in japan and we hope that you really enjoy it these are some questions that we had from our 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 listeners so we hope that you enjoy this long form podcast now if you need a break take a break in the middle like i said it's about an hour and 20 minutes so you 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 do take that break take the break all right thanks as always for all of your support we can't do this without you and we all love you so much also shout outs to uh one of friends of the show for uh, an awesome vr game called monster reapers vr go check it out on steam it's available for ten dollars um definitely you know gotta spread that love wherever you can however you can while you can so everyone thank you so much remember you can follow us on twitter and on instagram at ugp underscore cast we hope you enjoyed the show this week everyone and remember it's still a great day to play games what's up and welcome to episode number 24 of the unknown games podcast we are a show that we talk about japanese games games and also our life in japan and sometimes mcdonald's or japanese fast food and by we as always myself adrian and my best friend in the world alex hey what's up I'm alex you know i just got to give you the props man you always hold it down number two spot uh i mean number one spot um every week what are you saying? Uh, I was just saying you're always here. Uh, anyway, okay, we're gonna skip past that. Uh, any, any anything that could be inconfirmed or confirmed? I actually have no clue what I'm talking about, guys. Thanks for joining <laughs> the show. <laughs> and, are you having a mental <laughs> breakdown right now? The show is like constantly making me go, "What's happening in my life? What's happening?" But no, everyone, thanks for joining the show, and we're always glad to have you. Number one, because you are all so great. You're listening week in and week out. I mean, I can't even listen to my parents half the time. That has nothing to do with anything, but I'm just saying, you're dedicated. We love your dedication, and we love that you share the show to other people that you love, too. So it's like love going around. This is going to be a strange show today. It sounds like you had a lot of coffee today. I had no coffee today. Alex, how's your day been going, though? (laughs) Uh, it's pretty good. It's a Monday, so you know, coming off the weekend, uh, it, everyone's kind of like, what's the word? You know, dudui. How do you say that in English? Just kind of slow, I guess. Yeah, just kind of like slow and lethargic. Oh, wait, cathartic? Is that the word? Lethargic. You're thinking of lethargic. There we go. See, this is going to be one heck of a show, everyone. I don't Are even know. Sure? What, I'm not sure, sure what's fine? happening. Uh, okay. It might. It might have to do with the fact that you told me a certain thing is coming out today, but I can't say it now because. I mean, by the time that people listen to this, they already know, but it's, I'm in the moment. I'm super excited. Um, what do I need to talk about? We have to talk about games that we've been playing. We've also got some listener questions, some like super deep questions, actually. I was like, whoa, I posted this thing and people were like, yo, here's a serious question. And I'm like, oh, yeah, today is, today's a great day, everyone. And then we got some news at the end. That one, that sounded even better than I could even sound. That that, that was amazing. 
I yeah. love those sound effects. I play that a lot, so I've been using that. <laughs> when I play Apex, I use, uh, I've just been spamming them just when we win. <laughs> I had a game actually right before this podcast where I, I used the L star and I finally understood the beauty of the L star. Yeah. For three so, games, <laughs> I understood the beauty of the L star. If you and don't miss, yeah, key like the key is no, don't miss. If you don't miss, it's like really good. Don't but miss then, that thing downs people in two. It's like yo, yeah, it's, havoc? it's pretty good. Nah, yeah, it's good. It's good. So we're gonna move into the games we play. Everyone, remember this is actually gonna be probably a little bit longer this show. Who knows? But just stick to wait. Stay with us as always, and we're gonna hop on into it with the games we play. I was expecting a sound effect. See, Alex has me like set up, waiting, like <gasps> oh. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. thought you were... Okay, well, let's do it then. Okay, okay. Engage. Yeah, see, that's... We're going to engage. So I've been playing... Uh, no, sorry. I've been getting my butt kicked in Neo 2, uh, the last chance demo that they put out for over the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's oh, Japan God. only, right? Obviously, or was that also in uh, no, other it was, territories? it was other territories as well. I actually downloaded okay. it from the North American PSN, but... Oh, okay. I got to say, like, I really enjoyed it. I, I have not played Neo 1. The only Souls-like games I've ever played would be Sekiro and uh, Bloodborne. Bloodborne, right? You didn't, you didn't play Dark Souls or anything? I know. I've never played Dark Souls. I've played the start of Demon's Souls, which I really want to go back and, and play. I still have it on my PS3, so. I mean, this demo was great. I enjoyed it. I honestly... The thing about Neo that put me off the first time I played the alpha for Neo 1 was just that unlike Bloodborne or um, the kind of Souls games, the controls are, there's, you know, like a, a Team Ninja game, they like to put a little bit more stuff in it. Like, it's, to me, it looks more complex on the surface than it actually is with the different stances. And you also have key pulsing. And then, you know, there's just a lot of little minute mechanics that are also in there on top of what is already a hard game to play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I I went in this time. Literally every enemy probably took me about 20 minutes or 15 minutes to kill. And then I would progress. And, then, and it was like every time I was learning to play the game, getting better and better. And... And like the training I had from Bloodborne really paid off. I mean, I, I was able to understand like, it's okay for me to wait. It's okay for me to attack like crazy, then back out. You know, I am I understand this so much better. And finally I got to the last boss and I died. 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 Did you have fun with it though? Like, do you like dying? And that was the crazy thing. I liked, I, I can honestly say I died to that boss a hundred times. I never thought it was unfair to me. I was doing, you know, counters and I enjoyed it. Every time I went in, it was fun. I tried it with the, um, I think it's Benevolent Graves. So you could summon people, uh, kind of other uh, people's ghosts, players' ghosts to kind mm-hmm. of help you in the quest. And that was fun. You know, even when I had them, I would get kind of a little bit too cocky. I got the boss down to pretty much the last little bit. And I started investing in my magic skills and just this, oh, it's, it's, it's good. And what's crazy is I want to buy Neo 2, but if I can't get past the demo boss, should I buy Neo 2? Well, That's my I think question. it's the same thing as, as Bloodborne. Like you'll probably suck at it for a, for a bit. And but once you get that click, once it falls into place, you'll probably just start to really enjoy it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was using the, I think it's called the Switch Glaive which is kind of like a scythe and uh, kind of, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a, a scythe that folds up. Uh, but I was using that. I was using a, a pretty much 
a longsword for the most part. If you've done the longsword in Monster Hunter, same type type of weapon. So I was I was honestly I was having a lot of fun with the stances and switching and key pulsing and and when it when it would click in my head, I'm like, oh my old man reflexes are catching up to the game finally. It was a lot of fun, and that's mm-hmm. that's the best. I don't think I can say any more other than you know definitely give it a try if you if you've you're into the kind of souls or you know souls like games definitely give it a try and you don't need any knowledge of the first game at yeah, all it's not connected at all it's not connected that i know of i mean this is completely going into they're both in the feudal period but this is uh you're more set in trying to take down nobunaga if i remember especially in this first part so it's more in that area i don't know where the first game is set like if you're trying to take down nobunaga or not and if it's a continuation um, but the yokai shift stuff that's in there too so you can it's a kind of a last resort if you feel like you're going to die just get all your health you, back and you go can, insane okay so how does the yeah. yokai system work is it different yokais give you different abilities i actually don't know how this works at all so you have like a overall yokai guardian so there's three different guardians. There's kind of like this this wolf spirit, there's a bird spirit, and there's like a water spirit. And each of one of them have a little bit different abilities, but you don't really have to worry about that so much. The yokai abilities that you actually get are from the enemies that you face that are yokai. Once you defeat them, they have a chance to drop their, their soul core, and you can take that back to the shrine to be purified. Once you, or I guess attained or attuned, there we go, attuned. Uh, and that means that you'll be able to use that yokai's ability. Uh, you have a gauge, and I was using this one where, like, I don't know, it's kind of a big monkey guy. He kind of pops out and throws a, sp- a spear at somebody, and it takes up like it'll take up half your gauge. But there's like little small ones, like little minions that won't take up that much of your your gauge at all to use. Um, so you can really equip up to two to your spirit, your guardian. It's, it's uh, there may be more. I'm not sure, but in terms of the demo, you can only equip up to two per spirit. And yeah, I don't, it's, it's pretty simple, but it's it's fun to use. Now, they do do damage to the enemy or like a boss. They'll do it to a different gauge. Uh, so like we we talk about Final Fantasy 13 and just like in other RPGs where you're trying to like limit break the boss kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the yokais, when you deal damage and from them, it'll deal damage to, I don't remember the name of the gauge, but it's basically like their yokai gauge, right? If you're dealing physical damage, it'll deal damage to the physical gauge. So you can actually balance the like both of those and try to break the boss both ways, right? Because that's oh, when you, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, so once you break them, you're going to get a lot of damage. But after that break, both gauges reset, so just be wary. But you can try to play it in two different ways. You can try to go for physical attacks, you can go for yokai attacks as a kind of mix in there. So I, I I don't know. I was just, I was enjoying it. I feel like I'm about yeah. it. <laughs> no. Wait, I'm going to play Neo 1 first. There we go. We'll play Neo 1 first. Yeah, PS so Plus. you have Neo 1 because it was a free-to-play plus game and Neo 2 comes out on the 12th? I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's it's good. I got to say, I mean, have you played any of Neo 1? Uh, so yeah, it was a free plus game and I played, I would say two hours of it and I kind of got through, uh, I think most of the first area and I enjoyed it, but this is like before that I had really played any souls like games. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Bloodborne a little bit, but again, I couldn't get into it, um, uh, very much. And then this is before I, I got into Code Vein. 
Oh, that's right. That's right. So I was kind of like, this is my first experience with a Soulsborne game. I'm like, oh, it's fine. Combat's good. I'm dying a bit, but that's okay. I don't mind it too much. But I didn't really get hooked on it. And then I just kind of like didn't play it again. Right. And I mean, like, I think what's really good about this kind of, you know, Souls-like series or you know, the Souls games is that you really have to, in, in my opinion, you have you have to find a starting point. And for yeah. me, my, my starting point was actually Sekiro. Like, it's not as difficult. The AI isn't smart at all. They're just there. Okay. And it made it made Bloodborne make sense to me, which then made how to kind of approach this game. I would say it's like in the middle. You can kind of do attacks. You can actually do combo strings. But you still need to GTFO when it's time to GTFO. Whereas mm -hmm. opposed to like Souls games where it's just straight up like, you're always out of range until you, you know, you decide to max out stats or something like that. But you kind of just want to, you know, turtle more so. Um, but yeah, I got to say, I've had fun with it. And I'm probably going to buy the game eventually. Like I said, going to play the first one. And then I've been streaming Transistor. So I've just been playing games with swords in them for like weeks. Oh, now. yeah. Are you almost done Transistor or what? I'm almost done. I'm pretty sure I'm at least what is it, like maybe three-fourths of the way through? So not that much left. I could even be on the last boss fight for all I know, but I've, I've been enjoying that too. It's been good. Yeah, that's good. I don't think those games are too, too long, so you should be done it probably probably within the week, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I feel like I only have like maybe three hours left or less, um, but I've like I said, the reason I've been enjoying it so much is just the way that you can mix and match all of the different function skills. And this game is... I mean, it's it's based so much on computer terminology, like programming. So you have memory, you have functions, you have like your functions, which are your moves. They're all named after coding terms. And it's, it, I don't know, I, I tried coding back in the day. I'm not good at it, but I tried it. And I don't know, it was just like nice to kind of know what the game is talking about when it's referencing things. And you're like, oh, I feel smart. I didn't say anything about what the game is, but... If you haven't played Transistor, you can probably go buy it for cheap and play it. It's a great game. Yeah, it's been out for a while, um, but I actually haven't played it either, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's on uh, PlayStation. I mean, it's on it's on pretty much everything. Switch as well, so definitely. Go yeah, it's on it a lot of uh, that's Super Giant Games, right? Yep, Super Giant Games. Same people who do Bastion. Uh, I guess the latest thing they've done is Hades. And then is before... Hades not Hades isn't out yet though. That's uh, what is that early access or something? Yeah, it's still on early access, and it's now out on Steam. I think as of last month, sometime early February. Early but access as on, early access, right? Yeah, as early access. It was on you know Epic Game Store exclusive for the longest, but I think that's like twenty bucks now. But okay, that's cool. Yeah, definitely, definitely do that. I don't know what what are you what are you even playing, man? What, what's up with you? Uh, to be honest, not too too much. Uh, I've been just going through a little bit more of Token Raw sessions, but not like a lot of it. I guess I haven't really invested a lot of time. I'm still getting through it though. I do intend on finishing it, even if I'm not like really enjoying the story too much. Yeah. Um, at least I'm I'm intending to finish it before. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess FF Seven <laughs> comes out or. Um, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Before it comes out, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm loving. <laughs> I, I don't know if it counts as playing it, but I mean, I was telling you this story a little bit. So I think this is like on the weekend. It's like Sunday or something. Yeah. Uh, where I got this weird urge to go play through a bunch of PS classics. Actually, I wanted to play Chrono Cross because we were talking about Chrono Cross for a while. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. on like what is it last week's podcast? We we're like, oh yeah, just like if you want to play Chrono Cross, you yeah. can't 
really easily play it, right? Exactly. And that's so true. You can't easily play it. So I bought Chrono Cross, like the digital PSN copy, uh, way back when to play on my PSP. Right. Right. Uh, so that was like, I can't even, how long ago, how many years ago was that? That, that must was, be close to old. eight, ten years or something, right? Yeah, that's a while back. Yeah, so I own it in my account, and I was like, oh, well, I want to just play, I want to download it. I was actually planning on going to Book Off, which is a used game store slash bookstore here in Japan. And seeing if you could find it? Yeah, and I was like, I was actually looking for a physical copy like a couple weeks ago, but the my local Book Off just didn't have it. They had like four or five copies of Chrono Trigger on PlayStation 1, uh, but mm-hmm. no Chrono Cross. Okay, okay. So I was like, oh, I'll look for Chrono Cross or whatever, but I couldn't find it. And then I was like, well, maybe it's easier for me to just play on a, on a modern system. Because I have a PlayStation TV, right? Right, like the, the, the Vita TV. The Vita TV. So it's the Vita right. without a screen that you have to plug into a monitor, and it has Ethernet on it, which is actually kind of cool. It seems like but, it's really easy to, to hook up, right? I mean, it, it's... Oh, yeah. It takes, like, the dinkiest power supply, and you just plug in an HDMI cable, and then mm-hmm. you're playing vita essentially on a big screen which is good it's pretty weird but anyway so uh (laughs) so vitas can play the playstation classics so if you whatever playstation one games you were playing on a ps3 or a psp you can actually also play those on a vita right and the vita tv is uh, a a vita right just without the screen right so i went to go and i like like, i'm gonna play i'm gonna hook it up i'm gonna play a little chrono cross but this turned out to be like two hours of my night or something because uh, I don't know if you know this, but you can only have one account registered on a Vita. Yeah, it's it's really annoying. Like, so I ran into this issue a long time. Like when I ca- came to Japan and I got a PlayStation, I got like a PSP uh, limited edition one and I got Project Diva, I think. Mm-hmm. And like I was trying to get the DLC. So I logged into my account and it's like, what what are you doing? You, you're a North American user. I'm like, what yeah, the it heck? won't let you. Cause, yeah, yeah, because it's not like it's not region locked. It's, it's just not. that you can only have one account per region, right? and you only have yeah. one account on that hardware. On that hardware, and so also memory cards are account. Like this is crazy, but memory cards are account locked. I'm not kidding. It's it's dude. It's it's crazy, and I don't. I just still don't know how to this day. Like I ended up getting the hang of switching back and forth, but it's a hassle. Yeah, so I had to do that. So I, I plugged in my Vita TV, and it turns out my Japanese account was on that uh, Vita TV. So I had to be like, oh, I'm just going to... Because it's been a while. So I like popped out my memory card from my North American Vita, right? Right. And I put that into my Vita TV, and it's like, this account, this memory card belongs to a different account. You must reformat it to use it. I'm like, oh, no, not that. Don't do that. It's like, please don't reformat it. No, <laughs> don't erase yeah. everything. So then I had to like factory reset the Vita TV and then I had to put in uh, a memory card and then it's like this memory card belongs to this account. I'm like, okay, fine. Because I, I kind of had like an extra one. So I'm like, okay, fine, just reformat it. Right, right. So I had to like uh, factory reset the Vita and then format the memory card and log in again. But I have two-factor authentication on my account. So I had to go um, get like a special password for it because the Vita is kind of old and it doesn't support like the proper two-factor. I had to make a device password. It's like the list keeps going and going. Like, how does it get worse than this? Did you ever actually get to play it? (laughs) I I did. And I played it for like 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, that's good. Okay, good night. (laughs) It's like, I got my fix. (laughs) Okay, well, the story like doesn't end there. It gets worse. So I finally log into my North American account on my Vita Mm -hmm. TV. 
And unlike the PS4, where you can just go to your library essentially and look at all the games that are in your account that are pl- right. that are playable on that device, you have to go to like the the store essentially, like the store app. Okay. And there's no way to just see like purchase. There's no like purchase list. Kind of there is. It's called there, a download list. It's a download list. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I you go to the download list, and. I have several problems with this list. So first off, <laughs> it's in reverse chronological chronological order. So the newest things are at the top, right? It's it's really and bad. I brought I bought Chrono Cross, you know, like ten years ago. So that'd be way at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Secondly, it doesn't just show things that are playable on a Vita. It's literally it's everything. everything that I've bought in my account. It's um, everything you've yeah. downloaded, any subscriptions, any demos, any betas. It's it's, it's all the entire thing. there. Yeah. Yeah. Across all your systems of PlayStation family. And then so I'm scrolling down this huge ass list and then I'm like, oh, Xenogears. I want that. So I hit download. <laughs> just download it. I hit I hit download on Xenogears. It says like all oh, are downloading, no problem. And then here's the thing. It kicks you back to the top of the list. So I have to scroll down all the way again and be like, oh, Suikoden, I want to get that. And then it's like, boom, all the way to the top of the like list. Yeah. Rinse and repeat 20 yeah, times. Yes, so like, I did that. Oh, I did that until I was like, hey, you know what? No more games. I'm I'm tired of this. Uh, but oh, at man. the end of it, I got Suikoden 1 and 2, Xenogears, yeah. Chrono Cross, okay. uh, Legend of Mana. Okay. And Wild Arms 2. I mean, it's all all good games. I mean, those are all then, pretty classic yeah. games. And FF sure. Tactics. And FF Tactics. Well, you got the War of the Lions version, if I remember saying. I did, yeah. Or, which yeah. is actually a PSP, which is a I, PSP game. I, I was going to be like, y- do you want my copy? <laughs> it's, like, it's not digital, but I mean, it's the actual physical software. Um, yeah. But, but that yeah, was my I night. Mean, yeah. it's crazy. Like, And I don't think a lot of people have been to that menu. I sometimes go back to that menu every once in a while just to see what i've downloaded and i don't know if you can actually i know you can actually access it on your computer like if you know from playstation.com or whatever yeah US PlayStation. Yeah. but it's 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 stupid like it's everything from like 20,000 what 2013 or whatever no 2007 it's everything i have since 2007 like yeah yeah what? so <laughs> I, was sc- I was scrolling down to get the chrono cross because that's one of the early things that i bought right yeah i, I had to go through like rock band dlc which isn't there's so much rock band DLC. I know, Too and I was like, much ho- rock band DLC. I was like, holy crap! Like rock band DLC. Like I was still Forget, like, wait, is that company even is Harmonix even around anymore? Still, I don't think so. Did EA so. kill them? Did EA devour them? I thought about this today when playing Apex. I was like, wait a minute, Apex is doing great. Wait a minute, Apex is Bioware was doing great. Oh shit, no, Apex don't don't die on me in four more years. <laughs> no, I mean, well, I mean, I'll just, just as a weird, just as a weird re- respawn, don't die. <laughs> as a weird tangent, I think. Uh, a lot of Titanfall fans are already saying that EA killed them because they because respawn needs to be independent, right? And they made yeah, Titanfall, yeah. and then EA actually like bought them, so they became yeah. EA. And then oh. after they got purchased, then they made Apex. So that's like, oh, this is the end of respawn. This is the Apex. Stu- I mean, like, I mean, it's happened with you know, uh, I, I forgot what they were called, the studio that did Dead Space as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. Man. Uh, oh man, they're escaping my mind, but. Anyways, that's yeah, that's but EA, the EA killed them. Yeah, EA, EA destroys as they assimilate everything under the FIFA branch. Yeah, <laughs> FIFA making that bank. It's kind of like how the Fox engine, which was made for like Metal Gear Solid, is now being used for like 
Konami's winning like, yeah, winning eleven games. Like Konami's like, thank you, Koji. Thank you so much. We didn't have much yeah. else left, but you gave us the Fox life, Engine. Yeah, the Fox Engine. <laughs> you gave us a Fox. It's like this. This game. This engine was made for Metal Gear Solid, and now we're putting it to good use for soccer games. Hey, man, you got to keep that soccer best sport in the world. Uh, I mean, you know, by majority of people who play the sport. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, so that's what I've been doing. I don't know if that counts as playing games, but that's kind of what I did on the weekend. You, you, uh, you've and played I a intend bit. on playing those games. But there's something that. So this is what got me a little bit crazy before the podcast, and then I I guess it just flubbed my intro all over the place because you you were just like, uh, I ready to do the show? Yep. All right. Cool. Uh, did you know that you play FF Seven? What? Yeah. Did you play FF Seven? Uh, yeah yeah (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) the demo dropped like today surprise demo it yeah surprise sony like seriously neo 2 beta ends at 6 p.m here in japan 6 p.m japan the final fantasy 7 demo what what uh, i don't know if it was exactly 6 p.m but i was on like i think i was on like twitter or something and then people are like talking about downloading the demo like what are you talking about downloading the demo right it's like this yeah, and then I oh, saw man. like the tweet from uh, from PlayStation? PlayStation, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my god!" Dude, dude the, the the tweet just says the Final Fantasy VII remake demo is out now on PS4, and then you can go like full details on what to expect when storming Mako Reactor Part One from our blog. Like, who's gonna go to your blog? Just gonna download it. I don't want to yeah. go to your blog. I just want to. So I, I, I know you, you haven't you haven't played it yet, but I I've already played, played a little bit of it. It's good. Is like that's <laughs> all good. that I can see. Yeah. Should um, I should I save myself for the, for, what, the full game? For the full game, or should no, I just, just play the demo? <laughs> just play the demo, man. <laughs> I love how it's like. Should, should I play the demo of the game that I played <laughs> X amount of years ago? Oh, it's so it's good. So I'm like doing the first couple bits of it, like the combat tutorial, and I'm just like. So my first impression is that I'm like I like how they've reinvented this game like it's still the bombing mission right right but the fact that now it's an action rpg they have to retool kind of the experience you know what i mean and so i am kind of curious and i know we did talk about this a little bit but is it kind of similar to kind of ff15 or crisis core in a little bit yep Okay. okay so square is your attack so you can just mash that button and you'll just be attacking and then you'll build meter for... Yeah, and then you'll build meter. And then once you have b- meter built, then you can use abilities. You can use uh, spells. Okay. So it's not like um, uh, you can just kind of spam your magic, I guess. You have to earn it, essentially. You have to earn the MP. So the MP, it's almost all in one gauge? Because I can't remember. It's, it's it's like an ATB gauge, yeah. Okay, it's an AT- ATB gauge. So Which is, I mean, like if you've looked at a lot of Final Fantasy games, that's the direction they're pretty much in at the moment yeah and then you have a guard button and you have a, a dodge roll actually which is crazy the fact that like to think that like ff7 has a dodge roll that doesn't cost you ap like in crisis core oh yeah yeah <laughs> i just want to roll out the way ap which isn't bad that's, yeah um it's good you should check it out definitely play through it i think this is the same demo from tgs like it might be the same thing which is the same demo from E3, which is the same demo from... It's the same demo. I'm, I'm pretty sure they only have one demo that they continue to like, you know, polish up a little bit and then also maybe um, add a couple things to here and there. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not like there's been like multiple demos of this game 
yeah, to my you, knowledge. You, you know what's crazy? I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember when FF13 was being made? And yeah. you you could if you bought FF7 Advent Children, like you the special the, edition. Yeah. It yeah. came with a demo, right? Right. If you compare like that demo to like the final product, it's it's weird. It's different. That demo was really linear too, wasn't it? Yeah. I remember like you just walked down a it wasn't even the corridor. I don't remember that. It's like the, the bridge and then you fight the that bridge. machine, that scorpion machine thing, kinda like I guess the FF seven, but yeah. No, no, no. But what's crazy is like that game. I remember when that was being streamed, and this is so early that I was watching on Justin.tv. Okay, oh, yeah, before it became Twitch. Before yeah. before it became Twitch, and like like who would have known that 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 would have happened? But I mean, it's 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 insane, honestly. The we're almost a month away, almost a month away. We're a little bit out, but the internet's gonna go crazy. Things are gonna crash. Peer pressure is gonna get me. Yeah, but I'm gonna resist. Here's the thing, though, is that they said that it's gonna be multiple parts, right? But yeah. this game that's coming out isn't called Part 1 or anything. It's This game is called FF7 Remake. That's the name of this game that's coming out. That is apparently not the full story. Are you going to say that instead of actually continuously releasing the game, it's just going to be in DLC, like I think they said, but... Like, no, there's not I'm, gonna be I'm, not, I'm not saying that. What, what, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you getting at? I'm just saying, like, maybe Part 2 won't even have Part 2 in it. It'll just... It'll say, like, FF7... Remake? I don't know, like... Again? FF7 Gold Saucer or like FF7. Um, I mean, like FF7 something. There's a subtitle to it, right? I bet you ten dollars it'll be like Final Fantasy 15 episode of Gold Saucer. <laughs> yeah, something like that, right? So yeah. it, it doesn't have a number. It says like FF7, like this... the City of the Ancients or something, or FF7 like like Materia, FF7 Meteor Materia. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, this is pretty much the hub or the first part, but everything under this kind of is almost like a thread of episodes, which in that case, the question becomes, and we're like super off topic again, but we will close soon, everybody. If you have, if it does come out in DLC order, right? Like DLC one, two, three, it, can you actually play them out of order? Uh, probably not. Probably not. I don't know. I I don't think you. you maybe you can, if, but you if probably they're all shouldn't. episodic, almost. Then well, it's each probably like is, the Walking Dead episodes where you need to do them in order. And then like, oh, you continue like some. Yeah, there has to be something that continues the. Not the story. This yeah, the story continues. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, it has to because like <laughs> it's it's a story. It's you just can't be like, oh, I'm gonna wait till like the crater DLC and then just do the boss fight. You know what I mean? Like you. That would be kind of crazy. Unless they give us like some like a side story DLC. Oh my goodness. They could milk this. Well, they could milk this. We could get I, side stories. I want and, them to just do the entire like FF7 thing like in this remake. So I want, um, I even want like that Vincent game. You know what I mean? Like, all right, let's, all right, let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. What's it called? <laughs> Dirt Dirt Servers. Servers. Dirt no. Servers. <laughs> Why are we? And while they're at yeah, yeah, put that in here, and then Advent Children, like, put that in here as well. Put Crisis just like, Core? You want, all, you want the whole compilation of Final Fantasy yeah, VII? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just just make this project when it's done. Like, make this the definitive FF7 experience so we don't have to go and find a PSP to play Crisis Core, or we don't have to watch this movie that's already, like, 13 years old. So, you know, just make it so we don't need to find those ad, uh, extra things. We can just, like enjoy the story 
in this one kind of FF7 project that I can play on my on a PS5. I would say you're borderline crazy, but with the way that Kingdom Hearts has released literally every little bit of itself multiple times in fractions and then put it together in a complete form and then come back to put it together again in a complete form, I think that you might be onto something. Yeah, but those aren't like remakes, right? Hey, hey, if it works for one, it can work for the other. You're, not you're, you want them to just put out like Crisis <laughs> Core right. on a PS5 disc, like <laughs> as is? No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, they, they can, they can, they can do it. They can do it. Not putting it as is, but you know, just HD it up a little bit and or like put broken. it as cutscenes, like it's a two-hour Crisis Core movie. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go and play it after this show, and I'm pretty sure Alex is also gonna definitely go and play. It. And we'll we'll be back on the next episode to talk about more Final Fantasy VII. And you were wondering if this was gonna become an Apex only podcast. <laughs> it's FF, yeah, FF Seven, yeah. It's sponsored by Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, on the other side of the break, everyone, we have a couple questions from our listeners, and I think maybe just one thing of news. So hopefully. The news will go by quick. The other part, not so much. And we'll see you on the other side of the break. All right. See ya. (laughs) See you guys. Here comes a new challenger. And we're back, everyone. That's right. I'm going to challenge my life to be better. Just like some people challenged. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, Alex. What? (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Continue. Well, no, no, we we just got uh, okay. My my randomness is is all over the place. Anyways, we have a couple questions about Japan life from a couple of listeners. So I want to say thank you so much for writing in and letting us know. And these are posted on my 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 personal Facebook. Um, if you're friends of the show, you know you can always respond there. And of course, you can always follow us on Twitter or Instagram at UGP underscore cast. We do take questions there. And we also take voice messages from our anchor page, which you can also find in the show notes. Got all that out pretty quickly, everyone. So our first question is going to be from Mora. Thanks for writing in, buddy. It is, do you have any advice for aspiring, almost said expiring, aspiring Expiring. (laughs) for aspiring comic writers like yourself? What's going on in that industry? What needs to change? And he's also saying that there's a noticeable outsourcing in the credits of anime. So if, you know, if we can explain in detail, he'd like to hear our opinion on it. And, you know, there's always rumors about the working conditions and that are also even just in anime blatantly like, hey, working conditions aren't actually the best in uh, animation. So he wants it full on, no sugar-coated, no BS. Alex, what do we got for him? Uh, So I actually don't know that much about the industry, like the inside of the industry i do know that wages aren't that good like people don't make very good money yeah. um being an animator and they also work incredibly long hours so they you'll do. see this with like modern anime like if you nitpick some of the scenes um a lot of scenes now have a lot of non-moving elements so the background actually just doesn't move and right. only like the characters in the foreground move and they do that obviously just to save, uh, to save time money. Yeah, save money, save time. It's save just time. easier to have like a background plate and animate a little bit. Uh, and then sometimes like animation is just like really messed up. I think if you like, it was pretty recently. There's an episode of Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, Dragon Ball Super that, got called yeah. out really early on for just some wonky animation. It was really bad. It was awful. Like the, some of those cells, those frames were just whack. So. Um, 
Yeah, yeah and that's just a result of, uh, I think, not enough time, time and people just being overworked. And right. wages aren't great. Like, people just aren't being paid uh, very well. And so, like, I guess if we want to kind of, we can definitely go back and kind of look at this from the top down. Uh, a lot of times in anime, you have two different things, right? You have anime on TV and you have anime that's in the theaters, right? And if you go and look at both of them, you're going to see a difference in the quality of animation, which Alex was just talking about, right? One has budget and uh, a bigger budget, of course, and also time. And that time, you will see a lot of animation in between. So you're actually going to see like the picture moving smoother in terms of like you don't just see them talking and not moving. Like it's just their mouths, right? That's that's a technique to save money. But I think when you look at it overall, like Alex was kind of saying is, yeah, working conditions aren't the best. And I was actually learning about a little bit of this in Shirobako. It's a really great anime that takes a look at the anime industry, similar to like how Bakuman takes a look at the, the manga industry. Definitely recommend watching Shirobako. And because I did not know this, I thought that the way that they made episodes, and this is why you have kind of outsourcing is I thought that one studio, and I didn't know like pay attention to the credits that much. You know, I know that there's a lot of outsourcing to foreign countries for animation, but when you look at the the time frame, if they're still making it this way, which I'm 100% sure they are, they're making an anime week by week. Each episode is week yep. per week. It's yep. not. Yep. Yep. It's not like how I thought at one point. Like, oh, okay. They've actually made the anime episode like a movie almost, and then and it's, then they kind of release it, right? And then they release it one as it goes. No, that, they're making that's it not true. week in and week out. So similar to how manga artists for weekly publications work, literally those guys for manga. I'm more experienced with knowledge on that. Is that they are working? They're seven days in a week. They are working about six to five, five to six days, right? Yeah, five is it, if they're on time, lucky with assistance. Normally, if they fall behind or they have to do some extra work, it's six days. Yeah, it's crunch. Like they are always, there's always a deadline. Um, I, I thought the same thing as well. I thought they had a bit of a backlog. They're like, oh, we have four episodes, five episodes in like ready to go. Right. But they're actually just like always making them. They're always making, they, they may have like the first couple of episodes ready. And I've seen this when you'll, you'll actually notice this. If you ever see an anime that has an intro that something doesn't feel kind of right. And then like three weeks later, it gets finished. <laughs> like it's literally because they, they just, things were running late. So they actually have to coordinate how they are going to kind of produce each episode. Yeah. With working with different companies through that outsourcing. Now, usually the, the main studio will handle the, you know, some of the key components in terms of like key animation frames. So that means that you have, here's the start of the pose. Here's the end of the pose. Fill in the blanks. We'll outsource that part, right? Mm -hmm. And that saves time. And you have the key parts there. So anyone, as long as they have skills, can pretty much fill it in. Um, this is like, just the time schedule was really apparent. It, it becomes apparent when there's something in real life that affects the anime. So I mm. remember when Darling of the Franks was airing on TV. Mm-hmm. One of the voice actors got sick and he couldn't record. Oh, and then no. they had they had to announce that like this character, his character in the series, like had to like we don't know what to do with it. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, aren't you guys done? Like, isn't he done recording all the lines? Right. 
but because he was sick, I think in the next, like, the week after, his character just, like, didn't speak. That's, I mean, it's insane. So, it, you know, more I was asking, like, what needs to change? And I got to say, one thing that I think has kind of come about is working conditions in Japan overall in general. I don't think it's just due in, in you know, animation industry, but I think overall oh, yeah. those yeah. those conditions have to change. I know there's a lot of companies, especially, I mean, now that are starting to do, you know, kind of remote work or trying to kind of make sure that their employees go home early. Uh, sorry, not early, on time. On time. There we go, yeah. on time. On time, yeah. <laughs> on time. I mean, and there is there is a, a kind of, not system, but I've heard, you know, experienced Japanese workers when they're looking for jobs, and this, you know, young to even uh, people in their 40s, when they're looking for a job, they know that there's going to be overtime. It's it's kind of accepted. The difference is how much overtime are you willing to tolerate? Because companies will actually tell you either on the resume, or not resume, but on like the, the, the application form, or they'll tell you um, during the interview, like you have 40 hours of overtime. Like it's just out there. You have 20 hours of overtime a month. Like it's mm-hmm. estimated yep. engaged. Yep. So you have to tell yourself, do I am I okay working that or or not? But for the most part, everyone's okay up to I think about what 30, 20, 20? Is 20 okay? I don't know. Cause like I wouldn't work any overtime if I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. I actually do have I th- I can't remember what it was, but it, it isn't it isn't a couple contracts. So if you are considering if you're considering moving to Japan, um that is one thing that you need to be careful about. That will be in your contract. Like be really careful about uh, overtime like pay and how it works in every job interview that I've ever done in Japan. I've always asked about overtime. Hmm. I've always asked about how much, uh, are you expected to do? Uh, is it paid? And, um, well, basically that was it. How much are you expected to do? And is it paid overtime? Like I all ask that I've asked that in every single job interview that I've done. Yeah. Cause it's, it's I, important to know. It's important. And if you don't know, like you could get taken advantage of. Yeah. And if you, especially if you hit that, oh, is there anything else I can do? Why, yes, there is something you can do. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a, a rabbit loophole. hole if you don't watch out, right? Yeah, it's and a- I think some like not as good companies will like they'll they'll be like, oh, it was voluntary. Like he he wanted to do it. Like he was okay with not getting paid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and then I, that's, that's straight up true. I mean, it's happened. It hasn't happened to me because I've kind of known some of those. But even for teachers, right? This is this shocked me when I was working in, in middle schools is that a lot of teachers, at least in my school system, I don't know how it is for anyone else. I'm pretty sure it's the same. But work like club activities, they start after school from maybe like what we'll say four to six p.m. in the summers or three to six p.m. in the summers. So they're not, you know, they're not doing anything school related in terms of grading papers or anything, but they get done at six and then they start grading papers and doing their lesson plans. And then they're done by nine. Yeah. Ain't no overtime. It's volunteer. What? <laughs> yeah. It's how they get you. Volunteer and because work. it's like, because it's volunteer, you're not getting paid for it. Yeah. It's out of the goodness of your heart. So that overall in Japan has to change. And hopefully this is kind of a side effect of the coronavirus. Uh, there's more companies right now telling people to work from home, I don't know, maybe that could open up a little bit of, you know, open up something to at least kind of alleviating that a little bit. If people kind of realized, oh, I can do my work from home. You're letting me do it from home. 
can I continue doing it from home? Like once a week, twice a week or something? Yeah. You know, maybe that, that could be a thing, but yeah. Outsourcing is, I mean, it's just, yeah, they just have to kind of find people who can, who can do the, the animation because what's really, this is kind of going another direction a little bit, but when you look at the credits of anime, look at the, the, the staff who's producing it and then look at all the other Japanese companies and then look at the outsourcing companies. A lot of times you will see like production IG. They're working on a lot of different anime as well with other company. It's like a small industry. I always thought it was bigger. It's like a small industry. So you'll have like three well-known companies all working on an anime and then the outsourcing companies in like maybe Korea or Vietnam. Like it's, wow. I'm like, okay, that's just how big, how much they have to do. I mean, hopefully CG can help with that a little bit. CG animation can take a little bit of time off of uh, animating, but I, I don't know. I'm not an expert in that. And this, this subject can go on forever. Alex is like, mm-hmm. it can go on forever. Especially like in terms of any advice for aspiring comic comic writers if you want to say in japan i will say one thing and that is just continue to write continue to if you can draw learn to draw try to put yourself in the shoes of like cinematography um just learning about as much stuff as as you can and then just submit your work submit it to any major publishers submit it to minor publishers online the key is just to continue submitting it and what makes an a manga, what makes a comic is the person who's writing it or drawing it, or in some cases, that's the same person, like in the case of manga, and the editor that they're working with. That's where you get that kind of team up, right? You, When you find the right person that can help you and you can help them and it kind of just synergizes and you're working together, that's when a lot of the stories become a lot better in terms of flowing. And also just like, hey, someone who's not just like you're always in your work, but this person who's helping you isn't in your work. You know, they're they're kind of looking at it from the outside perspective. Is this actually funny, or do you just think it's funny? So, try to get as much experience in life and use that to your in your writing. That's I think the number one and number two. Submit and use your experiences. Who? I yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> do anything creative, so I I can't. I have nothing to chime in with. We we do this podcast, and and that yeah. I mean, that in and of itself is like day in and day in and day out. But week after week, you know, we, we, you know, we finish a show and we ask ourselves, like, how can we make it better? You know, like even in the ways that you've, and you know, kind of set up the soundboard with the sound effects, you know, like, how can we make it more entertaining for the people who are listening to us? And how can we include them more, not just to get more listeners, but how can we entertain the ones who are, you know, people who are just spending their time? And that's the thing. Entertainment is spending your time and in some cases your money and both of those are precious. So yeah, you know what it's like. That grind to get better. Shown in anime sure. style. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. oh man. All right. Well, I wow. think we have another question though. It's we do. Check that one out. Yeah. I have no clue how long we spent on that. More thanks for the oh, question. A little while, yeah. <laughs> we spent a while. 
I think hopefully we answered some of it. Uh, but the next one is coming from Stephanie, and she is asking really, a really, really nice question. I think we answered it a little bit before in another episode, but uh, is it difficult to transition from being in the United States to Japan or like a foreign country to Japan? And how long does it take to get used to stuff like time zones, a currency, you know, just learning to go around food, etc.? Just in case she comes, you know, one day. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we're both, uh, we have both traveled to Japan or we moved here, not just travel. We moved here from like our respective countries. So yeah. um, I think we have a little bit of experience in this regard. How long does it take to get used to time zones? I would say like immediately. I mean, hmm. what do you mean by, what do you mean get used to time zones? Like get used to, do they mean like talking to your family and your friends or like I, just I, getting used to the time? I think just getting used to the time in general. Just, uh, I would say, well, it, however long it takes you to get over your jet lag. So you, mm. you land in Japan and you just like sleep for maybe two, three days and you're like, okay, this is my life now. Yeah. I mean, I've, I think for me coming from the U.S. and I know for Alex coming from, from Canada, it's it's pretty much like you get here and I think it, it kind of fixes itself in about a week at least. Like you'll wake up usually at what, 5 a.m.? Oh like my god, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll go to sleep and you'll just wake up for no reason at 5 a.m. or 6 yeah, a.m. You just wake up early and you're like, oh, I'm like, oh my god, I'm like a, a early riser now. Look at me go. I'm so productive. And then like a week later, like, all right, no. Yeah. And then, and then back you're back to normal. It's back to normal. The the opposite yeah. is uh, is kind of a different story, but we'll, we'll save ourselves on the opposites. Currency yeah. wise, I do actually, this is kind of a, a mindset that I was always converting things to dollars. Yeah, me too. Me too, actually. And even now, it is kind of weird. So over the weekend, um, Square had a huge sale on PC, and Near was you know Near was fifty percent off, and then right. a couple other games. So I was like, okay, well, I don't have enough money in my US account to really get Near at the moment, but maybe I'll try my Japanese one. And so I, like you'll go and you'll check the prices. So Near is twenty dollars US, but when I go to the Japanese side, it's thirty six. Well. 3,600 yen, which is like what even really take. that's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, it was like, I was like, why is it so, ex why is it even, why is it so much more expensive? So, yeah, so here, the pro tip, I guess, the dirty like life hack version of currency, if you're coming from dollars, especially American dollars, and to some yeah. degree American and Australian dollars, is you just divide by 100, right? Mm. So 100 yeah. yen is, is about a dollar, it's pretty close to, to USD. Uh, right. If it's Australian or Canadian, you have to add like, let's say it's like 1.2 or something like that. Right. Uh, so. But that's the really easy way to conceptualize how much something is. So if, if it's like 5,000 yen, you're like, ah, oh, it's like 55 bucks, something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a um, little so, bit. Yeah. I was I doing forgot. that for, to be honest, a while. I was doing that for a very long time. And it wasn't until I would say like maybe two years ago or something when I just started to to look at something in yen mm. and then just be like, oh, that's the price of this without thinking about it in dollars. In dollars. Because like yeah. there's a weird internal feeling when you look at a price and you're, you have a reaction as to whether that's expensive, reasonable, or cheap, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're not used to the currency, if you see something like, let's say you go to um, a grocery store, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, so imagine you're, you're in a grocery store and you look at a loaf of bread. And let, let's say that bread says 500 yen. Yeah, my and, mind's thinking five. My mind just thinks the one-to-one. -one, so I'm like, okay, $5. Right. 
Right. So I was doing that for a while. So I would look at 500 yen and be like, how much is that? And I'd be like, five bucks. Oh, that's expensive. But it wasn't until like two years ago when I just started to look at the price and just have that natural feeling and knowing that like, oh, wait, that's expensive. That's expensive. Without having to convert it in my head. Yeah. And I think what what really comes with that, uh, Stephanie, is that when you start actually working in Japan, it, it, you're getting paid in yen, so you spend yen. In yen, yeah, that's it. That's the key. And, yeah, and, yeah. and I, I, I never think about it that way. I, I do want to go back and say it was actually two thousand six hundred yen. Sorry about that. Not three thousand for the for the near fifty percent off. Anyways, but yeah, that that does help a lot when you you actually work in Japan, and then it kind of just starts clicking. But you'll still have those moments where, like, when I go to Taco Bell here, I can never forget Taco Bell is this way. When you start comparing things that actually exist in your country. So Taco Bell, you can get a taco for like, what, a dollar, two dollars? Japan, it's like, you're paying four dollars for a taco. What what the heck? Why am I paying four dollars? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Sometimes those things kind of get me, even like McDonald's, I mm. will, I love Yorumak, which is like night Mac McDonald's because I the, feel the like I'm getting- The deal they have, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting my money's worth. It's five dollars for a large, you know, fry, <laughs> large fries and- 10 chicken McNuggets. I feel like $5. Yeah, that, that's, that's justifiable. A good deal. That's a good deal. As opposed to like normally, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. You, you will still think about that. I think it took me several years, like until I would say a, at least four or five years to just conceptually, like to, to not do the automatic translation in my head, like the conversion, I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, I would say like about you that said, too. Like, like you said, like, well, I think it's, it's, it got it for me, it was like when I realized that like, I'm not getting paid in dollars. So why would I like think about this in dollars? Mm. Like if it's X amount of my monthly salary, that's how I conceptualize it. If I'm looking at like a laptop or something and I'm like, oh, this laptop is actually like 1.5 times my monthly salary. Then I'm like, okay, that's bad. <laughs> like that's really expensive. Right. Right. It's, it's. That's one thing. And then I think the last thing on her list, kind of, of course, like overall transitioning, uh, but kind of locations. And we can just kind of in this getting around in Japan slash kind of living day to day. I mean, location wise, it's it's (laughs) I remember walking around with a flip phone trying to figure out where things are and oh, Japan like does not have the weird mapping application on the old phones. Oh yes, because Japan does not have street signs. They have main roads which have names, but everything else you're going off landmarks. Literally, if a company is telling you how to get to it, it's we're next to the 7-Eleven that's next to the movie theater, that's next to this one place. If you link all those together, you'll get to us. Here's a map. Here's the main road and here are those places. Go find us. Like, yeah, I would be so screwed without Google Maps, like on my smartphone. I don't Google, remember. Yeah. I don't remember how I survived. I remember. Okay, sorry. When I was at university here, and I had like the the Gotake, like the normal phone, I guess, not smartphone. Yeah, just a flip phone. Yeah. Yeah, just a flip phone. It had maps and it had GPS. Um, but you Japanese... have to like rotate that thing though. <laughs> like you have to. Was, I had to physically weird, rotate yeah. the phone to keep my directional sense. <laughs> Gosh. Um, yeah, it wasn't great. I remember getting pretty lost, um, when I was first here, but now that we have a lot of smartphones and we have Google maps, which is pretty good and GPS is fairly accurate. It's kind of not bad, I guess. It's not too bad. It's not that bad. I think the worst is probably going to be like trains in the sense that trains run schedules, like 
uh-huh. on the dot, which is nice, even buses. But if you don't watch out, there are some trains at certain times in the some, morning. Some lines are really bad. Uh, you're, you're like, hey, this should go all the way here. But no, from this time to this time only, it actually yeah, goes halfway. Yeah. I know, and then I know, yeah. veers off and you're like, why am I going to a different prefecture or something? <laughs> so even even now, so I'm pretty familiar with JR. So I take the JR mostly. I don't live in Tokyo, so I don't have a lot of metro experience. Yeah. But I'm I'm mostly JR, right? Mm-hmm. JR, thank, thankfully, JR is pretty good. It's not too, too bad. It's pretty straightforward. But I've had experiences like what you were um, mentioning. So there is a certain line that takes me to where like to where i live but if you depending on when you get on it it actually skips like a lot of stations like a right. lot of stations yeah it'll yeah it'll skip i like have one lot. that's similar to that it's it goes to like west narita which is like near the airport and just completely skips my station it's like an hour yeah. out the way because i missed it one time i know <laughs> so i was coming i was coming back from drinks because i was like i was hanging out in Shibuya or whatever and i was like all right well that's it i'll uh, see you later so i hop on a train not really paying attention and I'm sitting, I'm standing on the train. I usually get on this platform and I usually take this line. I figured nothing was a problem. And I'm like, then I realized like, I'm on the train still. Like I'm still riding it. You're and it hasn't kind of stopped like, what? What's happening? I like look up. I'm on like this commuter super rapid, the commuter like rapid express. I've missed like, I've for sure missed my stop because it just didn't stop at my station and it kept going for like an hour. And the worst part is like, there's no train at that time when you get off, that's going to go back the same way you came. You're going to like stop at every state. Was there? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got off the station, which is normally like the end of the line for the normal line that I get off. That's like pretty much end of the line. I hop back on, not on a rapid, on like a normal train. It's like a normal train. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not going to be home for a while. (laughs) So that was it. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, Stephanie, I, I think overall, it's just like when you get to any new place, as long as you don't feel like for me, I never felt like Japan was different from home. And that's it's kind of weird. And I, I feel like I could live in a lot of different places in the world with that logic. Like people are people. If I just kind of keep everything level, even though the buildings are much taller in some places, sometimes uh-huh. they're not. And it reminds you of home. But you just kind of try to remember, uh, sorry, basic human instincts. There we go. They will kick in and eat, no matter- Fight, eat, survive. Yeah, eat, fight, survive. Do you know what food looks like? You can buy stuff at the grocery store. Because <laughs> the think, apple looks still like an apple. Yeah, thank God for that. Um, I think a lot of, at least a lot of people that I know from back home, they're always like, not always like, but people are like, oh, you live in Japan, that's so cool. And- then some people are like, oh, I'm thinking of moving to Japan or something like that. They'll always be like, oh, I'm thinking of, you know, shaking up my life and kind of moving out to Japan as well. Yep. And so, especially if you've never lived in a foreign country before, you might have this idea that things are just better here for some reason. Hmm. You know, just, but you have to remember that it's still a, it's still like a big city, Tokyo at least. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find like... Um, like you're still gonna find unpleasant things about living in Japan. There'll yeah. be some systems that don't make sense. There'll be you know there'll be assholes on the train in the city. There'll be like there's crime, like there's murder. You know what I mean? There is, yeah. It's so, it's like, less than 
uh, some other country. Well, yeah, there is. Yeah, but it, there, it does exist. Don't yeah. think your bike is not going to get stolen. Still put a lock on it. Yeah. Bike crime and, is number one theft here. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank God in Japan, it's like, it's petty crime at least. But there is like actual crime crime. There's like, oh, there's, yeah. there's murders, there's murders and stuff. But like, you know, there's, there's scams. People might try to take advantage of you. They might try to take your money and stuff. So yeah, it, it's, and as an adult in Japan, like, yeah, I hate taxes and there's, Everything that sucks about being an adult, it still sucks. It still sucks. Here. <laughs> it's still so, here. Yeah. And and you still have, and I think a lot of us being foreigners in Japan, we all have a similar story and in, in, in terms of like really like when you are even getting your phone, right? I Oh my god, yeah. I make sure I asked four different times, especially when if you don't know Japanese that well, make sure you know what you're getting. Make sure you know what you're paying. Ask as many times as you need to until you understand give them the right it whatever you have to do because it will it will sound like oh this is good right or this i don't understand it so i'll just say okay like yeah that's scary that's the scariest thing don't do that i've actually done that sometimes when i first came i'd be like hi you just say yes yes yes, yes, to everything, yes. right and then like at one point i was like what did i say yes to <laughs> like yeah, i didn't even that, know the scariest thing where you know, for phone contracts or other contracts, just anything in general like that, especially mm. especially if it involves money. Yeah. If you aren't careful, you could really you end up out. screwing yourself. Yeah, exactly. You might, you might be out. So before you do something, you know, make some friends, people you trust if they're Japanese or people who understand Japanese. The community of foreigners here are, are pretty tight, I think. Uh, when you, Like I said, we all have similar stories, even though we might not have similar backgrounds of from where we came from or how we were raised like japan makes one thing very clear it equalizes any type of somewhat potential racism you might have thought or your opinions because you went from being potentially the minority or majority to now just being minority with more minority like exactly yeah it I, here's a it, question actually yeah. this is for me um what is like what is an example of racism that you've experienced in japan either like overtly like obvious or just like Japanese people were being racist, but they didn't really know they're actually being racist. Um, I haven't had, I haven't had racism, but I've had stereotypes. Like I and and, and like I was kind of somewhat dumb to racism in in the U.S. until I started working for a little bit. In certain times, like I could understand it a little bit more. But in Japan, like it's stereotypes. Stereotypes are the worst. Like. If I see a black person on TV, I'm praying they're representing oh, okay. black people as like great proud people. I'm like, please do not, because literally teaching at school, or even if I go to karaoke, people will say like, "Oh, sing a rap song for us." Do all the rap songs. Do all the rap yeah. songs. I'm like, but I I actually cannot rap. Like I have a hard time reading, and I have a hard like time reading fast. <laughs> so it's mm. I'm like, no, I can't do rap. I'm sorry. Or like when I was at you know, school, they'd be like, oh, do you play basketball? I'm like, I just told you I play baseball. I played baseball for like 20, you know, 13 years or something. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's like, oh, please play basketball. You can be like Kobe or something. I'm like, what, what, what in your mind are you? <laughs> uh, I've been called Eddie Murphy, Obama, and oh Will God. Smith all Who in the same day. All in the same day. It was like, oh, you remind oh. me of Obama. And then someone's like, oh, you look like Will Smith. And then like, someone's like, oh, you remind me of Eddie Murphy. I'm like, Oh, oh my god! There was a girl who was like, "Oh, bless her heart." This and like, and it's never unintentional. All these are from kids, but uh-huh. it was never unintentional. And or sorry, it was unintentional. 
But she was just like, I remember one year she was just like, she didn't talk to me that much. And I was like, okay, you know, have a nice day or whatever. And the next year, like in the summer, she was just like always looking at me. And I'm like, why are you looking? Like, what's that? And her friends were like, dude, she likes you. She has a crush on you. I'm like, what? I don't even, what? So then like I'm walking around in class, right? And I'm checking notebooks and stuff. And then I realized something. And this was the funniest thing. I walk up and I see her notebook and she's scribbling Ja Rule. I don't know ja if you know Rule. the rapper. Yeah, I know, yes. yeah, I know ja, ja Rule, yeah. Somewhere in the time that I left and then that summer, she had discovered Ja Rule. And I was the closest oh thing to Ja Rule <laughs> that she was going to like. That's funny, man. Uh, anyways, yeah, that, that those are my, my, my innocent stories. So I don't know, how about you? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, like actual racism. Well, not what well, either no. racism or, or discrimination, either intentional or unintentionally. I have been like asked to show my ID, uh, ID, just walking yeah. out of the station, just for no reason. I yeah, did yeah, not okay. have my ID that day, and I got pulled to the police station. And we talked about manga, and they checked with the international department or whatever in Japan, and it was all cleared. And they were like, "Cool, man." I enjoyed talking to manga about manga with you. Didn't think that would ever happen. I was like, anyways, "Yeah, continue." Um, <laughs> So I think for the worst that it's ever happened to me is when I was looking for apartments the last time I was apartment shopping. Uh, yeah. So me and, my, me and my girlfriend, we go to the real estate agent and we're like, oh, we want, you know, apartments of this size of, uh, and that are, that are no, that, are, that aren't older than 15 years or something like that. So we have a bunch of like, uh, we were, we had a specific type of apartment in mind and a specific size. Right. So we were like picking out a bunch of properties or whatever. And then the agent is just like, okay, you guys should go uh, take a break, go to McDonald's or something. I'm going to go call these people. And oh, the she landlord. Was, yeah. Right. And she was like, I'm going to ask these people if they're okay with renting the foreigners. And then we're like, okay. So we go to McDonald's, have a little lunch, come back. And it turns out over half of the apartments that we picked out, the landlord was just like, no foreigners. Yeah. Cause like they're, worried that for some reason after you pay all that key fee the money like it's stupid to rent an apartment here the initial down payments but that oh, you'll, so you'll yeah. that you'll leave like you won't you'll have a bank account you have everything but they there's this they'll mindset be afraid that, that you'll leave yeah that you'll leave or you won't obey the rules we had a i had a co-worker that actually had an issue with someone was taking out the trash at the wrong time or putting the mm -hmm. wrong trash or something and they the landlord knocked on their door they were doing yeah, everything just, right and it's just like just assuming it was them right why why just me so like i said it doesn't matter what nationality you are you get grouped into the foreigner club right as and japan wants to be more foreigner friendly and it's crazy because like especially with apartment shopping because it's like i have a job here i work here <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. uh why i i have a decently pay, like paying job like i'm not like scraping by you know what i mean right um i have a life here now like i've been here for like over like what eight years i've been here for a long time so yeah. like why would i just be like you know what screw it i'm out like no like i have debts here i have friends here i have roots here now so it just seems insane to me that like of well, i mean because they don't i guess they don't know me right but like yeah like, no I, I wouldn't just like flee the country yeah it's it's like an extra step and i and i can only imagine that even in the u.s or other countries it's it could potentially you know it's might be the same i don't want yeah, to exactly. imagine it because like yeah people people are gonna like i said 
come to the Japan or any country with a mindset, people are people. You're not going to find a different glowing breed of people being like, life is wonderful. No, you're going to find <laughs> some, like Alex was saying, some, some good people and some bad people. And yeah. yeah. It took me a long time to get a credit card in Japan because they just wouldn't give oh, me because they're like, oh, the like credit card. You, yeah, it took me forever to get a credit card because they're like, oh, you're high risk. You're high risk because like you don't have a, you know, if you only been in Japan for two years, you don't make that much money. But, you know, back then, but like, I'm yeah. glad now that I am one way, way stable now. So and but how about do you have a Japanese credit card? You do, right? I do. I do. And mine how, actually how, came. How oh, I got mine on the first you? try. <laughs> but but that was your first credit card? It's my first credit card. I have a um, somewhat of a loophole, kind of. I guess it's a loophole. So my friend had also been trying, and a couple of their friends, years, just like you. And I went to the bank and I would always send money back and I would and I would say if you can make friends with people anywhere you can, make friends with them. I, I would always talk to the bank lady and she was always nice because I'd have to wait like 30 minutes to send money back. And people were like, Why don't you just do it online? I'm like I actually like going, like literally the last day I was there, she was like, I'm actually not going to be here anymore. They're transferring me, but it's been really nice talking with you. And I, I hope that you, you know, do well in Japan. I'm like, thanks. So there was a branch, the branch manager, he would, I guess, maybe he knew about me or something. He would always see me. He came up to me. I didn't even look at him. He just comes up to me and says, do you need a credit card or anything? Like, would you oh like to God. buy stuff like online? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, actually that would help. He's like, yeah, you know, I'd, well, let me hook you up. Let me talk to you about this. And it's actually more common now. It is a cash card. So it's like your bank Oh, it's card. a cash card. That's also a bank That's card. Yeah. also a bank card. And yeah. I guess this was like the start of when that was happening. Right. And so I didn't have to really get a credit check so much as so much as they were just checking my bank account. And just I was like, okay, cool. Okay. Because you have works. money in your bank account. So they're like, oh, cool. He has money in his account. So he could pay for this card, right? Right. Right. But do you have a like, a normal like, credit card now or what? No, no, I don't have a normal credit card. I don't even have oh, okay, a normal okay. US credit card. <laughs> okay, I'm so yeah, I, I have like a credit credit card, like from a, like a American Express or you know Mastercard or Visa or something like that, right? Yeah. It took me a long time to to get because I had to do the checks. I had to like tell them how much I was making. Then it's like call the company I was working for. It was crazy. It's yeah, some of the back and forth paperwork, immigration. There's. I mean, this list could go on and on, Stephanie, or anyone who's listening who's thinking about coming to Japan. I think the number one thing is find a community and have a goal. Those yeah. two things. If you have a goal and you keep going towards it, if it's writing comics and you know, okay, I need to do this, 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 no matter what they say, no, no matter what happens, I continue doing this. And if you have a support system, you'll be okay. You And... Because what happens is, is you'll get used to Japan instead of having the image like, oh, I'm coming to Japan. It's like anime or like, you know, like mm, it's yeah, so hype. Yeah. You will be able to understand I'm living here. It's a normal place. There are some cool things, but we're still using facts and paperwork out the wazoo over here. Yeah. It's still think, like America's yeah. little brother is what I call Japan. There's a YouTuber that I watch occasionally. Do you know Dogen? He makes like Japanese skits and stuff. No, no. Okay, time. well, he he does. He, you should check him out. He he does like, because he's a foreigner that lives in Japan. So a lot of his humor, like we would get because he makes those jokes about Jap Japan life. But he has like one video that came out like, I think he put up like a year ago or something. And it's just like, as a foreigner, people often ask me, 
why did you come to Japan? And as in, you've heard it all the time. No doubt I've heard it all the time. As a foreigner,、oh、you get asked that, right? <laughs> why did you come to Japan? Yes. Right. And then in this video, it's kind of serious actually. In this video, he's, he talks about, oh, I could have talked about how I was really into anime or I could, have, I could have told them that I really like martial arts or that I like, like J pop or Shino Ringo or whatever, right? Right. And then at the, at the end of the video, he says, like, I could have said all that, but what I actually normally just say is I look at them and I say, I don't know why I came to Japan, but I'm glad that I did. And I think that's, that's how、yeah. a lot of us feel. You don't want it. Yeah, those stereotypes. I ain't lying. The stereotypes are real because, in the, in the back of the mind, whether the, either they're thinking it or not thinking it, oh, you must like anime. You must like yeah, games yeah. and manga. And you don't want to say it because you do, but you also like more than that. Or maybe you came to study Japanese and like, get a better grasp of the language, but that just happened to be the link. Because remember, oh man, this is such a, oh, dude, we, we're on, like a, we're on like a, the rabbit hole here. Oh man. Yeah, this is like an entirely different podcast. Like, we, we could just take these kind of questions and just have like a different podcast because this isn't game related. Really, <laughs> I was gonna say we had one thing of news, Project GG.、Um, sure, yeah, we can. Platinum, so, back, back, back to games, I guess. So, back to games.、Uh, thank you, games. Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, the, thanks for the question. So,、uh, Platinum Project Games. GG, yeah. Yeah, lead, lead, lead us in. Are they so planning games? I think they announced a bunch of like stuff that they were going to do, and one of that one of those things turned out to be、uh, the wonderful 101 remaster, Re- remaster, right? Remaster、yeah. for Switch and PS4 Switch and, and PS4, Xbox, which was well, Kickstarter. Yeah, it was Switch originally, and then PS4 and all that other stuff was they were stretch goals, right? But then they like blasted past them like、In、very quickly. Like, it was fast, it was yeah. Fast. And then I think it's part of the rest of this、uh, Platinum Games. Uh, announcement extravaganza is a thing they're hinting at called Project GG, which we don't know entirely、uh, about. But I think one of the hints that they dropped was like they said Project GG is a go go. Yeah. Henshin a go go. Let's go. So, <laughs> yeah. If you've played some of their other. Well, I don't think、um, Beautiful Joe is not a platinum it's not game, right? Platinum. It's still under Clover, if I remember. It's, yeah, it was Clover, which eventually a lot of those guys、uh, went on to make Platinum.、Yeah. Uh, but the catchphrase of that character is Henshin o Gogo, right? Yeah. Beautiful Joe is、so, good. One and two. two one, one better. But, anyways, yeah. Yeah. So now that they said, like, Project GG is a go go, and, like, not a lot of people say that phrase, right? It's not a common. And they have a. They have a so, They have a trailer on the website as well. Oh, I've seen the trailer. I know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The trailer. I mean, it's all CG, and it's like you know, it's it's basically a kaiju game. Wait, did I get that、oh, right?、Okay. Kaiju、oh. game, kaiju. So big monsters and kind of like the Ultraman kind of character growing big and kind of fighting them. And it actually says it's either in the trailer or on the website, but this is the last in the superhero trilogy from Hideki Kamiya, which of course is you know so, director.、Yeah. For well, beautiful Joe beautiful one and two, two, right? And one, yeah, and one hundred and one. I believe he's also on one hundred and one. Not sure. Oh yeah, well, I'm not sure of that. Is it in the in that series? Like, because I know wonderful one hundred and one is superhero, but good question. I don't know if they're talking about trilogy as in like if you count Be- Vill- beautiful, beautiful Joe, Joe one and two, one and two, and then this would be like a third spiritual successor, or if they're talking about beautiful Joe one hundred and one, and then this is like another、Something、hero、else. type game, but the final one he's kind of thinking of. Who knows?、Yeah. But I'm excited for it. And of course, they've also started another studio here in Tokyo.、Um, 
Yeah, like of, a new office building. Do you know where? Do you know where it is physically? It's. Let me go onto the internet and find okay. out. Yeah, I believe it's. I want to say it's like. I feel like it's gonna be Shibuya, not Shibuya, but Shinjuku. I just really? have a feeling. Yeah, a lot of game if, if uh, studios it. are in Shinjuku. Who's who's in Shinjuku? Square Enix, Capcom. Hmm. Square Capcom. Konami is no Konami is um. I don't know if Marvelous uh, is still there. Was it Marvelous that I, I I went to one of them? But yeah, Roppongi has uh, Capcom. Capcom oh, no, no, Pokemon no, Konami, Company. Konami Konami Konami, 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 yeah. Pokemon Company, Riot Games is in uh, the the big tower as well. What else is over there's there's got to be one more in that area, but it's pretty big. I'll find it maybe. I don't want to make too many clicky noises with my mousey mouse. But yeah, okay, that's fine. But, um, it's in Tokyo somewhere. It's in Tokyo somewhere. Maybe one day we'll walk to it, film outside, and say, "Hey, we're in front of Platinum." Yeah, Games and then office. security will come and, <laughs> and kick us out. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be like, "Oh, oh God, I have another story, but I'm not going to tell you that." I have a whole list of game companies that I visited and knocked on the door of. And you got kicked out of? No, no. Some crazy things happened. That's funny. But uh, but yeah. You so can save that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna save that. I am gonna leave as much of all of this in uh, the kind of J- the Japan life and kind of questions. It's a kind of long show, everyone. And I'm going to probably put something at the beginning of the show to kind of say that. But, wow, I'm going to call this the end of the show because we have gone. <laughs> oh, we've gone over. We've gone. Yeah, I, I had a feeling those questions would take a while. They were they were some deep. Like I said, they were there were some deep questions. But before we do go, I do want to give a shout out to uh, one of my friends, Yahya. He uh, is working on a VR game and it's actually out on early access on Steam. It's called Monster Reapers VR. And right now it's only VR, but they are making a non-VR version of it. Um, and it's just it's just a fun game where you can go around, you know, killing monsters, using spells, different environments. Uh, like I said, he's listener of the show. So I do want to give a shout out and huge thanks for his support as well. And I'll put a link in the show notes for that too. Uh, the coronavirus, if you are coming to Tokyo, a lot of stuff is cut, shut, shutting down for half of March or all of March. The Final Fantasy VII um, Skytree thing, that's shutting down. Yeah, that's I can't dude. go. You, you, <laughs> I was like... <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, I should go. You never got to go, but yeah. I never got to go. It's going to... At least just play the demo, yeah. Yeah, it'll potentially reopen after the 15th. GDC, Game Developers Conference. Also, uh, of course, postponed indefinitely right now. There's no date when it's coming back. You know, Sony, Oculus, EA, PlayStation. I mean, like a lot of places just kind of decided not to come just due to the uh, the virus. So everyone stay safe and make sure you wash your hands. Number one thing. Uh, you can always check us out. Uh, we, we, do we do stream? I stream on Wednesdays and Fridays here in Japan, 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. Uh, you can find me at Ninja Tricks on Twitch, N-I-N-J-A-T-R-I-X. Uh, and that's part of UGP Streams. So we hope that you'll come and uh, join that. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at UGP underscore cast. And if you're looking on YouTube to see a couple food reviews, you can find us at Unknown Games Podcast. I think I got everything done. Other than like, go play the Final Fantasy VII demo. Alex, you got anything? <laughs> um, go play the demo. Go play Chrono Cross. Go, yeah, go. We don't have the song anymore. <laughs> oh well, yeah. 
go play Chrono Cross anyways. Yeah. yeah. Go 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 play Chrono Cross anyways. Enjoy what you do. Remember you set the tone. Go play some games and enjoy life, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week for episode number 25. Until then, enjoy the Yada! exit music. And Yare! Yare. Yare. Just do it. Alright. <laughs> Peace. Peace.